It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Chickies and Pete's Players Lounge. We're Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Yeah, man, grab your canoe, grab an oar, head on down <laughs> Broad Street. It's raining. Yes, it's raining. And uh, the, uh, the weather right now kind of symbolizes what some people are feeling after yesterday's tough loss. I'm joined by my co-host, as I am every week here in the Players Lounge, Eagles beat writer, Eagles insider, the beat writer that you need, that yes, everyone sir. needs, Elliot Shore Parks. We, we know how many different platforms you're on <laughs> here at WIP. It's too many to, to, to basically Just trying to get on your level. List. Just trying to get on your level. But I do look forward to our day after the game discussions. Yeah. And for eight weeks, brother, hey, man, team's playing well. They're 8-0. They're the toast of the town. They're the talk of the NFL. Um, and yesterday they lose their first game against Washington. Now, I'll say this. I'll give you your chance to speak. Um, it's a loss that I knew was coming at some point. Uh, I didn't really think it would be against Washington. I thought maybe one of the AFC teams, maybe Indy, maybe Tennessee. That's a team you don't see very often. You may be overlooking them, and they can sort of sneak up on you. Um, but instead, it happens with a team that you faced before. So this is the first time this season they're playing a team for the second time. Mm-hmm. And we know that's usually a divisional opponent. Every once in a while that you can play a non-divisional opponent, but it's usually in the postseason when you see them for the second time. And we want to see what – how this team will look against a team that the element of surprise is sort of taken away. And I thought last night that showed up. There was some familiarity there that Washington had with how to defend the Eagles and how to attack the Eagles from their game plan standpoint. And give Washington credit, man. They stuck with it. Yeah. They stuck with their game plan. I thought that their game plan was let's shorten the game, limit the amount of possessions the Eagles get, We'll run the ball. We'll take our shots when we need to take our shots. But we're not going to do what we did the first game, which is throw, 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 and end up being sacked yeah, like nine five times of the first, first six plays of the game. So I thought they played the game close to the vest, and they were hoping to get a couple turnovers, and they got it, and it resulted in the Eagles' first loss of the season. Just your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this might sound like a bit of a generic statement, but I think it's actually really true on last night. I thought last night was a complete team loss, and it really kind of highlighted how throughout the year they have been playing complementary football with the turnovers, the defense putting the offense in good position, the offense putting the defense in a position where they can rush, they don't have to worry about the run. Through the first eight games, they were really help- all the units were helping each other out. 
And I thought last night you saw that neither of the units helped each other out. I mean, the fact that they only had the ball for six minutes in the first half is insane. I went back and I looked. And remember Chip Kelly's first game uh, in two, 2013 where he had the first half, Dude, like yeah. it took, took the whole league by storm. Remember Washington, I was talking yeah. about it, right? Yeah. They ran 53 plays that night. Last night, Washington ran 51 in the first half. So they were running an unbelievable amount of plays in the first half. And it just puts both the units in a really tough position. And it's on both units. I thought the, the run defense was probably the main culprit last night. And it wasn't even, you know, 15-yard runs. It was just an inability to stop a consistent four- or five-yard run. And that's how you kill so much time. I mean, even if it was longer runs, at least the drive doesn't take seven or eight minutes. Right. They had four drives, I believe, that took over seven minutes. I mean, that's, that's almost killer, half man. the game right Dude, there. That is a killer. And, and it's on the defense, but, but it's also worth noting the offense went three and out quite a bit, right? So yeah. there's, a, there's a reason they're only on the field for six minutes in the first half, and it's because of the defense, but it's also because they were really not able to get much going on offense after those first two possessions. And even the, first possess, or the second touchdown or the first touchdown was set up. They were 18 yards out by the defense, remember, yes. with the strip sack. So yep. I, I just thought that um, on one hand, I completely agree with you. It's one loss. It's going to happen. Not going to lie, I did talk myself into the idea that they could get to, like, 13 or 14 sure, and 0. Sure. So it was, it was disappointing. Well, it was hard to, like, find a loss on the schedule. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, but, but the, the flip side of that is most years, if you would have told me the Eagles are 8-1, and one, I would feel like they have a pretty solid cushion when it comes to the number one seed and in the division. But they just don't this year. I mean, they're now tied with the Vikings in losses. And you look at the, the division, the Giants only have two losses, right? So the fact is they just don't have much uh, room for error, which really highlights the fact that, yes, losses happen. It's not a huge deal in terms of how you evaluate the team. But it could end up being a big deal in terms of whether or not the Eagles are playing the, week, the first week or if they're on the road the first week of the playoffs. So that would be my only thing. I don't think from a large you know, pitcher standpoint – there was a lot to be worried about long term. It's just that losses, you only get three or four slip ups if you want that number one seed. Yeah. And for it to happen against a team that they're so much better than, I thought was the disappointing part. Yeah, and, and I think they've earned the right to have one of these games, right? You know, it's hard to play a perfect game every week. And I got to give this team a lot of credit uh, for starting the season off the way they've started the season off, yeah. keeping that momentum going. Uh, and then when you're the last man standing, every t- you're going to get every team's best shot. You're going to get every team's best I mean, look shot. Look at the way Washington celebrated after that game. Right. Right? Like it was like they had won their own Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. And that, to the Eagles, is to their credit because that's where they are this year mm-hmm. as the top team uh, in the league. And I think a lot of their goals are still there. A lot of their goals are still there. They Listen, they're not going to tie the 1972 Dolphins. I, I'm sorry that's over with now. It was a fun week of conversation. Yes. And that's, that's just one thing that's off the list. But the number one seed, yeah. winning the East, having everything come through Philadelphia, having home field advantage, all those things are still in play for this team. I mean, let me run through a couple scenarios for you. I want to get your thoughts on because I thought it was pivotal. Mm-hmm. And it was it was it was. It was indicative of how last night was so much different than the other eight games. I thought when the Eagles got the ball back with, like, a little less than two minutes left to go. In the game you're talking yes, about? Yes, no, yeah. in the first half. Oh, in the first, first half. In the first okay. half. And they decided 
they're going to throw the ball as opposed to making sure Washington doesn't get the ball back yep. before the half. Right? So yeah. they go three straight incompletions. No, let me take you back to series before that. That was the A.J. Brown interception. They were up 14 to 10. They threw the ball four straight times. They completed they, – they threw two straight incompletions. They completed on third down to pick up the first down. And the next play, Jalen went deep mm-hmm. to A.J., picked off. You got a 14 to 10 lead. Washington has had the ball twice for a total of about, I don't know, 28 plays? Yeah. 28 plays and almost 15 minutes. Uh, almost ha- half, the, yeah, a whole quarter, basically. And just two series. Yep. So your defense is a little worn down. Why not go to the running game there? Why not say, let's start getting Miles the ball? We, can, we know we can matriculate the ball down the field and score. Why? Why? be in a rush to take a big shot deep and a risky play there yeah so i i agree with that i do think i'm a fan of throwing to get ahead and then getting the run to to help kind of milk the game away they were up 14 to 10 but this is what i was going to say you think about i do think one flaw sirianni has shown is you think about last year in dallas where things kind of started to spiral and he only ran the ball two or three times all game and that wasn't last night because they ran it more in the second half but to your point if you're the play caller, I understand you want to throw the ball, but you also got to think my defense was just on the field for eight minutes, right? And so I think yes. that goes back to what I was saying. Like yes. The units have to help each other. The A.J. Brown throw, I actually didn't have a problem with from right. Jalen. I'm okay with giving him a 50-50 ball. You've seen really good things happen with that this year. But, but also, to your point about the two-minute warning, like – Kill some clock there. You know, like, see if you can get a, a second first down. See how the drive's going. And I thought them getting that field goal going into the half, you know, I just, it was, it was uh, devast- not devastating, but it was certainly to go into the half, they went down. If 20, I'm not sure. Yeah, they went down 20 to 14. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Now, to your point, it, it wasn't the death nail, but to me, it's a little deflating if I'm a player at that time. Because now I've given momentum back to Washington again. And, and you're right. I didn't necessarily have a problem with Jalen taking a shot. He trusts A.J. He's been rewarded more often than not when making that play. Okay, fine. But the problem that I have with what happened subsequently afterwards is Washington gets the ball, goes on another long drive, yep. kicks the field goal, gives you the ball back with less than two minutes to go with two timeouts, and you get the ball coming out of the locker room. That's where That's where they've won this year. They've been perfect yeah. in doing that this year. Yep. They've been perfect. And last night, to me, was the first time I thought, now, granted, if the players make the play, then I'm not criticizing Nick Sirianni or Shane Steichen for calling passing plays. Kenny Gainwell, catch the ball. Yeah. Here I am saying, give the ball to Miles Sanders on first down to get the clock running. But it's not like they went and did a risky pass play. Yeah, it was a little if Kenny angle. catches that, the clock the continues clock is to run. Running. And look, we talked on the yes. pregame show about who'd been some disappointing players, players this year. And I think Kenny is probably number one on that list. And that, that drop was not good. But the other sequence, too, I believe it was at the end of the game. Uh, they go three and out, and on I believe it was third down or second down, they didn't have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith out on the field. They went heavy a lot more than I expected them to do last night. I don't yeah. know if it's something they saw. And, look, the Dallas Goddard injury might end up changing how often they do that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, to me the main concern from last night was the run defense. But the offense didn't help the defense out at all. I mean, they had, they had more turnovers last night than they had in the first eight games combined. You're just you're not going to win like that. Okay, so what's what's your what's your uh, panic level right now? 
With the team overall. Yeah, with the team yeah. overall. Um, I mean, look, I think this indie game is a big one. I think they, they have to go into indie and win this game. My, my biggest level of concern would be it's been two straight weeks where I thought going into the game, it was Houston and then last night, you, wanted to, you, you knew they wanted to run the ball. And there, there was and an inability to stop it. Yeah. And then coming up, you know, uh, look, the Titans, the Packers, uh, the Colts next week, the Giants twice. So my concern is, and it's, I'm excited to talk to Hassan about this, it's really not the edge rushers to me. With Jordan well, it's Davis, the interior, yeah. it's the interior. So, I, again, last night they weren't getting gas for 15, 16 yards at a time. It was just an inability in the middle of the defense to get any push. And my thing with that is I heard, you know, Gannon gets a lot of uh, blame today, as he always does when the defense struggles. But I, I, to me, it feels like more of a personnel thing in the middle, and they don't have those bodies to get a push up front. And when you consistently give up three or four yards, A, it puts you in third and short situations as a defense, which is really tough, right? You look at they had 21 third down attempts yesterday. All of them, it felt like, were third and short or, uh, or shorter. So yeah. I just think the, the real concern for me, because I don't think they're going to turn it over all the time like they did last night. I think the defense will play better. It's just the run defense that, to me, feels like, okay, that's the, the, the flaw you worry about moving forward. And like you said, you're thinking personnel issue, not scheme issue. And I don't know how you change up the personnel, what you have. Yeah, you're going to get Jordan Davis back, but our linebackers got to do a better job in the middle of that defense and safety's coming down as well. So, yeah, it's not just put Jordan Davis back in and everything is going to be Well, fixed. and it's putting a lot of pressure on Jordan Davis. Yeah. He's a rookie that's going to come off, you know, at least a month sideline if he comes back right away. So, yeah, the run defense is definitely something that they'll have to work on moving forward. All right, listen, the moment we've been waiting for, Eagles defensive end Hassan Reddick is in the building. He's just finishing up his, uh, his little uh, nice meal before he comes on as the host here. The owner, Pete Cherokee, loves to feed his Always guests. Always it up. Yeah. Yes, he's feeding his guests. So Hassan had to... Uh, uh, get a quick bite, and we're going to get him back on here with us after this quick break. Man, we're here at Chickies and Pete's. Come on down. It's the Chickies and Pete's Players Lounge, Elliott Show Parks, Ikeries, Hassan Reddick coming up next on the other side right here on 94 WIP. Welcome back Sports Radio 94 WIP to the Chickies and Pete's Players Lounge, Ikeries, Elliott Show Parks. Oh, man, it is uh, week 10. Uh, well, we're heading into week 11. Uh, even though they played nine games. Yes, we've had our bye week already. And Eagles star defensive end is in the house. I saw the popo, Hassan. I, I froze for a second. It's just like a flashback. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia's finest just rolled in, and I had a flashback from 25 years ago. But it's all right. It's all right. Everything's all good now. What's up, Hassan? Uh, not much, man. Cooling, man. Cooling, uh, cooling, cooling. Now, you guys, you had to spend a couple weeks talking about going undefeated and that sort of thing while everybody's propping you up. And, and while a lot of us discussed, like, they're probably going to lose a game somewhere, a game or two. We just don't know where. Uh, I didn't expect it to happen last night, although I thought it would be a closer game because it's the second time you're playing Washington. It's a divisional opponent, um, and you know how it is with divisional games. you got to always respect those guys. But Washington, they came in last night. They played well. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe – you know, and you, and you can tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong here, but obviously you guys didn't play your best game. Right. And so that allowed Washington to get in there and really feel confident about winning the game. From a defensive standpoint, how, how did you think the game sort of played out? Where did you think you guys could have did better at? Um, well, yeah, we, we definitely did not play our best, uh, especially defensively. Um, you know, I think we, we – 
we didn't hold up uh, well in the run game. Um, something that we have to fix. Something that you know is going to be on our radar now, and I and I think it's going to be something that's going to be uh, uh, talked about, and everybody's going to be you know worried about at a different level now. Not in the sense that there's anything to be um, you know paranoid about, but you know this is looking like a weakness. It's time to you know step it up in this in, in, in this uh, phase of the game. Uh, so the outcome of the game is uh, different than it was last night. And you, you've been in the league long enough to know that if any team finds an area that they perceive as a weakness or something they can take advantage of, mm-hmm. they're going to keep attacking that right. every week until you prove that you can right. stop it or what have you. Right. And, and, and like I said, it, it's, it's a good thing that it's happened now. You know, so we know what to fix. We know what to harp on. We know what we need to get better at. Uh, you know, and it's better that it happened now than, you know, in the postseason or something like that uh, if we make it there. But, yeah, man, you know, we we, 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 we figured out what, what we need to be better at. And, you know, now it's, it's about going and put the work in so that we can get better at it. Ike mentioned the second time against a divisional opponent, which is, which is always tough. I was just curious, off of the first game to the to last night, did they do anything really different from what you expected? I mean, you guys had a ton of success. I believe it was back all the way back in week three. What did they do different last night that maybe might have caught you guys off guard? They, they, they ran the ball really well. Uh, mm-hmm. First game, you know, it wasn't that much success. They didn't have that much success, um, you know, in uh, this game, they, they they established a run game, um, you know, which 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 you got to kind of know, you know, was coming because the first game we got after the quarterback yeah. so well in the past game that you got to figure that, you know, they didn't want to be in that situation again, and they they ran the ball better than we you know expected them to. What was the objective of the defense like going in? Like, was there a certain area of that Washington offense you guys were, were focusing in on from, from a game plan perspective? Uh, just being, you know, just being more di- uh, disruptive up front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a, in a running pass game, evidently uh, in a run game, we, we didn't hit that goal. Uh, but, you know, as I said earlier, the Ike is something that we know. We know now, we, we know that this is an area that we need to step it up in. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, knowing every character and every guy that we got on the defense, I know every, each and every man is going to do his part and uh, and stepping up and, you know, making sure that we accomplish being better in the run game. You mentioned, uh, you know, you're, you believe in the guys in the locker room. What's crazy is this is your first time ever losing a game with this team. And so, you know, <laughs> it's week 10, right? So yeah. what did you think of the reaction from your teammates last night or even today, too, just to, to the fact you guys lost your first game? Uh, we, we, just, we just brought it back to, you know, we, 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 didn't, we didn't execute uh, at, the, at the level of which we know that we were capable of. Uh, so, yeah, we took our first loss. And you know, while some people – you know, maybe down about it. Most of the, most of the people on the team, most of the you know guys on the staff, you know, we're we're all like, all right, let's just get better from this. Yeah. Let's get, it's, it's not the end of it. You know, we still eight and one, uh, still top of the division. Just, we, we we still everything is still in our control, still in our hands. You know, season ain't over. Uh, it, it's still a lot of ball to be played. Let's just get better. Whatever we didn't do well last night, mm-hmm. let's get better at it moving forward. Um, that way we could we can get back to winning football and being who we were the you know the first eight games. I tell you, I, I did. Um, I was impressed with hearing guys talk last night after the game, and, and sometimes you don't know how players are going to react to a loss or what have you until they have to react to mm-hmm. a loss. And this is such a new group. Um, it's one of the things that I've been so impressed by with this team is that the amount of new faces that have been brought together and you guys have been able to 
really play with chemistry mm-hmm. and, and have a culture mm-hmm. that's led you guys to be an eight no. And I don't know if I don't know if you said it or somebody else may have said it um, last week at some point about the culture being good, or it's easy for the culture to be a good culture when you're winning games. Right. So, so everybody's happy, right, right? right? So you almost want to see how we're going to react when something goes wrong. Right. So to see the first reaction from the players, to hear the players, to even hear Nick Sirianni at the podium last night, mm-hmm. um, I, I was encouraged by hearing that because it sounds like everybody has the right mindset. Nobody wants to lose a game, mm-hmm. uh, but you guys were disappointed last night. Mm-hmm. You expect more of yourself, but at the same time, you're not you're not down to the point where you feel like, oh God, we're not undefeated anymore, so mm-hmm. maybe we aren't as good as we think we are. Uh, you know, you, as you said, the character. Um, as we've been through some adversity. This, you know, the, you know. Even up to the point of being eight and zero, we have been through some adversity. Uh, you know, with you know, some closer games, having some close games early. Um, even you know that being down fourteen zero uh, to Jacksonville and coming yep. back and fighting back. You know, and, and like you said, we experienced our first loss, but as this, you know, together for the first time as this um, with this team, and I have no doubt that. You know, based off of the things that we already been through, the things that we showed that we couldn't overcome. You know, I have no doubt that we we can't. Over, I have no doubt that we will, that we won't overcome this. Like I, I know that we will. Sure. I, I know that we will because of the, the work and what it means to every man in that building. Um, you know, and, and I and I expect us to get over this. Uh, you know, fix our, fix what we didn't do. Even when you look back at it, right? Even not playing our best. Man, we still had a chance. Yeah, and and I think that was the, I think that was the the biggest thing. You know, when you when you look for something positive, you know, yeah, we lost, we didn't play our best, but even with that being said, we still had a chance to go and win that game. And um, you know, I think I think we all know that, and we just got to fix, we just got to fix the little things. No, I think that's a great point because if you would have told me before the game you guys would turn the ball over four times and then you know give up that many third downs, you would have thought the game wouldn't have been within striking distance. But in the final two minutes, you guys had a chance. I thought Nick had a really good quote after the game. He said, uh, you guys got to 8-0 together, you lost that game together, and you'll move on together. Exactly. Yep. And that's one thing I think I heard a lot at the podium last night and in the locker room. I guess my question is, moving forward, you know, there's so much talk about what will the first loss be like Um what, what do you guys? What do you think you learned from from the loss last night? Like you mentioned positives. What what are some positives you can take from that? Uh, I know it might it, not feel good to talk about positives after a loss, I, but I, I think the the biggest thing you could take away from any loss is with the things that you didn't do. You know well. You know, like I said, for defense, speaking defensively because that's the side of the ball on that mm-hmm. play. Um, you know, just we 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 weren't as stout in the run game as we we would have liked to been. That's something that we could work on, and that's why it's a positive because everything, you know, when when you look back at the game, everything can be worked on. It's something that can be corrected. Yeah. It's something right. that we can do better. So it, it's not like, you know, it's not like we can't fix any of the issues that went on last night. It's completely in our control, and that's why even though we lost, there's still some things to find in this game, positive, you know, in a positive light. Uh, that we can learn from them, you know, become better players and better coaches and a better team for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and the one thing you can't account for, you know, every team is going to wind up dealing with it at some point, and that's injuries. That's mm-hmm. that's getting guys mm-hmm. banged up. It's, part um, of the sport. Mm-hmm. it's a long season, and injuries can sort of derail 
a team at any point in the season. And I'm not saying that's what's happening with, with, with us right now. But um, Jordan Davis is already out. Mm-hmm. You know, when we looked at this defense and we say that the defensive line is the strength of the team, one of the things I pointed out is the depth mm-hmm. on that defensive right, line, whether right. it's the outside guys, yourself, and, and, and those guys, or that interior defensive line. But losing Jordan Davis, and even even uh, Josh got banged up last night mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I give him credit for going back out there and still fighting with his brothers out there on the field. And he didn't seem like he was 100% after right. he, got that, uh, he got hit in his knee. I don't know if it was his knee or his quad that he got out yeah, there. Right. But I know when – the adrenaline will allow you to keep going, but at some point that thing starts to settle down. And you're saying, "Man, my knee is starting to stiffen <laughs> up, starting to stiffen up a little bit." Do do you get concerned that that I, I want to say the injuries could become a concern? But if your depth is 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 sort of breached, and now you don't have the quality or the amount of players there, that that puts a little bit more. Um, stress on the rest of the guys on the defense, particularly up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with you uh, to some extent on that. You know, you you definitely want your best guys out there. You know, you would love to have your your best players out there, healthy and on the field each and every week. Um, but as you said, this is a sport where you know injuries happen. That's that that's just the thing about it. You know, you're going to have injuries. Um, some of your best guys are going to get banged up. May not, you know, may miss a few games or so. Uh, but Man, that's that's where the standard comes in place, and you know, the next guy understanding that you're held to the same standard. You know, it's a standard about going out on that, on that field, and if you out there on the field, understand what you plan for, who you fighting for, um, and, and that's basically it. So yeah, yeah, we you know we, we we down some guys, but you know, still it doesn't matter. The standard is what it is, no matter who's on the field. Yeah. I was excited to hear you were uh, the player in the Players' Lounge tonight because you have a unique perspective on this area, right? You grew up in, around the city. You, you know you know how Eagles fans can be, right, right. A- after a loss like that. Uh, on a day like today, uh, you know, do you, do you try to avoid the media coverage? Do you, and you, what, what's, your, what's the day after plan like for Hassan in terms of trying to relate to what the city's feeling but also trying to have a positive attitude? Most definitely, you know, just – Get off of social media. You there know, you, you go. That's always good advice. Start there. Yes. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see some things that might make you mad. You know, fans, fans is gonna, you know, especially mm-hmm. in this area, the fans mm-hmm. is gonna say what they want to say. They're gonna feel the way they want to feel. You know, you gotta take that with a grain of salt. It's a, it's a part of playing in Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, um, but for me, you know, just staying off of social media, relaxing, def- definitely relaxing, getting off my feet. Um, and just, you know, flushing this game, you know, get, you know, take my day to sulk over it, you know, look at what I could do better and get ready, you know, get ready to go on work the next day and get ready for the next game at the end of the day. We got, we got nine more opportunities or however more opportunities we got at the last night we got. And um, it's just about moving forward now and trying to be better than I was this game. And that's basically it for me. I wonder, and, and Elliot, you can chime in if you want to, but obviously Hassan is a player. Um, he would know firsthand. But to only play two games in 28 days, mm-hmm. like the rest is cool and it's good. It gets your body there. But mm-hmm. then there's also, okay, am I rusty a little bit? I haven't mm-hmm. been out here in a long time. Mm-hmm. So playing those, uh, you guys play Dallas, then you had a bye week. Then you play Pittsburgh, and then you play on a short week, and then you take off 11 more days. Right. That's, that's a weird scheduling, and, and I, I've never been a part of it. 
And I'm just wondering, was yesterday also about knocking a little rust off? And, and I know you're not going to use that as any type of excuse, excuse but, I, but, I, but I think two games in 28 days, that's a little weird. It, 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 can, it can be weird, man, you know, uh, especially when you're, like, getting in a rhythm or right. you, just, like, when you when you when you got that rhythm going, man, you wanna you wanna do whatever you can to keep that thing going. And you were in the groove. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> man. Yeah, exactly. You were in the groove, yes. So it's like you know like now three or four straight games with a sack. <laughs> yeah. So now, exactly. So you know now it's about you know getting back, getting into that groove. Um, you know, like you said, play two games in twenty eight days, but. You know, now now we're going to be a get little back bit more to doing a regular schedule. So yeah, it, exactly. So, you know, we'll, let it be. It, it, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. whatever it may have been, it is what it is. You know, like I said, flush it, get ready for the next. Well, I think to what Hassan said too. Like, you want to get in a, a rhythm so quickly. But I also thought the team did come out with energy last night. I yeah, think you guys did. came yeah. out flat or, yeah. or disinterested. It was just uncharacteristic mistakes. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Eagles defensive end, outside linebacker, weapon. Uh, Hassan Reddick, yes, yeah. yes. He's all of those things, man. Hassan Reddick, loving talking to him. Ellie Shore Parks, Ike Reese. We're Chickies and Pizza South Philly right here on 94 WIP. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We're Chickies and Pete's. It's the Chickies and Pete's Players Lounge. And in case you didn't know, this is the number one sports bar in North America. That's right, damn it. I said the number one sports bar in North America is Chickie and Pete's. We got crab legs down here. We got, uh, what else we got? We got uh, crab, crab fries cakes down yeah. here. We got crab fries. Crab pizza. Uh, everything is half off, too. Look, I was just waiting. No, Pete just came out of the bathroom. He don't even realize I said that. He came running. I do. That's the same trick every week. I just told everything. Everything's half off, Pete. <laughs> 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 I said, oh, he said it's free. No, we're joking. We're joking. We're joking, everybody. But, yes, we're down here. Eagles, uh, outside linebacker, defensive end, defensive weapon, Hassan Reddick with myself and Elliot Shore Parks. Uh, Hassan, you mentioned this in the last uh, segment about, you know, guys fighting all the way through, you know, kept fighting. And I know the numbers may not look all that great, and Washington was, I think at one point, like 12 or 14 or something on third down. They wind up being 12 uh, 21. 21, yeah. So I say that to say, in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. it seemed like you guys stopped them every third down that you needed to stop them right. to get them off the field. And you're right. You guys, as, as bad as the game had been to that point, you were still in the game, late in the game, mm-hmm. with a chance to win. And I think that says a lot about the character of the team that no one gave up. No. Like, you guys were still trying to fight to win all the way to the end, and you had the Quez Watkins play that was just bad luck, mm-hmm. right? He gets up and gets tackled from behind, and that ball pops out. And then another bad luck play, which could have been the last-ditch effort for you guys to get back in the game, was the play that happened with Taylor Heineke. Uh, Brandon was on the show before us, in, uh, the Brandon Graham show. I know Brandon is still down about the situation you know, you know BG. We love BG. And, he, man, he, he, he wears his emotions on his sleeves. Right. He mm-hmm. loves this team. He loves you guys as his mm-hmm. teammates. He wants to be counted on. And he's feeling bad about what happened. I, I, I said this earlier. I'm like, dude, that's, I'm not going to ever fault a guy for playing hard. Right. Like, right. like it, it's a tough call. But I know you were right there with him as well. But, like, what did you see on that play? Uh, with Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I, 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 I watched it a couple times, man. You know, he, he, he gave himself up 
I, I tagged you, Ben. I'm, as I'm getting ready to tag him, as you, if you could see, uh, I watched it. BG, he was he was coming full. full he was already ahead. coming yeah. full speed. And, yeah. and, and BG, you know, he, he's a compact guy, heavy guy, man. He coming full speed like a like a freight train. Um, and you know, Taylor gave himself up. I tagged him, and you know, even when. BG, I think BG was trying to be the first, you know, first person to tag him. Mm -hmm. I, and, and even when you look at it, you can tell BG pulled up off. Sure, he didn't really uh, hit him. Hit exactly, him. he, he had almost no, slid into him. Really. Exactly, yeah. it wasn't. He didn't have any malicious intent. It wasn't like he was, you know. I think he was aware of what's going on. I think, you know, we just got, you know, the call just came in the, the way that it did. Um, but you know, I, it, it sucks, and um, it, it sucks for the fact that BG, because like you said. I, I know what this team means to him. Uh, you know, I, I I know what this season means to him, man. Mm -hmm. You know, for that call to happen, uh, you know, it's just crazy. It, it, just truly bad luck, you know, uh, especially for a guy like BG who gives so much, gives us all, yeah. fights so hard for this team, the leadership that he brings. Uh, I know he definitely doesn't want to be, you know, guy looked at in, in that, that position, situation yeah. but like I said once again it was nothing I felt like it was nothing that he could do uh, you know even laying up off the hit it was like how much more do you really want him to do mm -hmm. he didn't he he could have yeah, if shot. he really he, wanted to really hit him yes yes and he, and he didn't man so you know still big props with BG man all respect and love you know um, we got his back and we just gotta we just gotta move on so I'm not going to lie, I did think it was the right call for what it's worth. But the question I have is, one of the tricky parts of the play is he kneels and then he starts to stand back up very quickly, which is when BG gets him. Do you think that the league, in terms of just like these quarterbacks, it feels like they get the benefit of the doubt, whereas almost they can trick the system in a way? And I thought you saw a little bit of that of that last night. Oh, he did a little acting. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, then yeah. he Hassan don't have to say it. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't. He yeah. did some acting. Well, yeah. and he celebrates afterwards too. Yes, immediately. Well, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was quotes from him. I think it was maybe last year where he was like, "They got to not call it so close. It's not fair to the defenders." You know, blah blah oh, blah. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like we don't we don't want to see it called that way. It's not good for the sport. And then there was a quote from him today where he was like. Yeah, I saw BG coming, and I was like, man, I hope he hits me. So it se <laughs> seems like he felt a little different um, sure. after the thing. But just to piggyback off what you were talking about, when you are going such full speed like that, like, what do the coaches teach you in that moment? Like, What's the teaching point where you can go full speed but then you know, so hopefully many, avoid them? There's yeah. so many rules when it comes to tackling the quarterback or it's protecting just, the quarterback. You, and, and it's one of those things where it's just the whole situation of it was weird. Like, he just gave himself up, you know what I'm right. saying? And you, essentially, you know, it's like the first guy to touch him gets the sack. So I know what's on BG's mind. He, the guy's giving himself up. He's going in to be the first guy to touch him. Mm -hmm. um, man, but there's nothing you can, you know, I, I guess now we have something to look at as far as to make a coaching point on. But before right, right. this, <laughs> you're not sitting around making up coaching points and scenarios for this. You know, yeah. you, you don't mm -hmm. expect something like this to happen. It's just one of those situations where it's the first time we saw the guy just gave himself up. And, and in a like, weird spot in the field, too. Like, he mm -hmm. wasn't past the sticks. He wasn't by the sideline. He was almost still in the pocket, pocket. or pretty close to it. Yeah. You know what he was doing? He was... um. They didn't want to stop the clock. Right, he was going to stay in balance. So he, yeah. he didn't want to throw it away. That's what he would have normally done was just throw it away. So he wanted to stay in bounds and keep the clock running to see if he could force the Eagles mm -hmm. to lose their final timeout. That's why he went down. Right. Yeah. It's weird it's even Exactly. Like, it was even still where, like, even 
it wasn't like he, he slid. You know how what right. I'm saying? It's like when a QB slide and give himself mm-hmm. up, it's like, okay, I know you. It was He just went down. <laughs> well, and you said like, he took a nowhere. knee. Like, yeah. he took a knee. Like, he just went down. You said something I think the NFL should really consider with this. Like, it wasn't malicious. Mm-hmm. Like, he did hit him late, for sure. He was down. BG took a step or two, hit him. But it was not like trying to injure the guy. You can right. see he's pulling up. And I think that's a distinction the NFL needs to make moving forward is like, you guys are moving so full speed, and I hate when people do this too. They'll take a screenshot, but the game does not move like mm-hmm. at that speed. Mm-hmm. You can always get a screenshot where it looks bad, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Yep. But I think that is one area the NFL has to work on is protecting you guys too from you know big plays like that going against you. Uh, most definitely, man. It's just you know, I know the, I know the league is trying to do their best. Uh, everything can't be yeah. perfect, but it's definitely one of them situations where I feel like you know. They should look at it, review it, review the situation, um, and try to, you know, because you just don't want to call like that, especially in, that in a game spot like too. exactly, yeah. especially in a game like that where it's a lot on, on, on the line. You know, you just don't want, you know, calls like that affecting the game. Well, and to your guys' credit, just real quick, like yeah. none of you guys blamed the refs last night. Yeah. Nick didn't do yeah. it. Jalen didn't do it. BG, I thought this was really admirable of him like we come in the locker room you know you guys have probably been in there for 15 minutes all the media comes in and he's just standing right there in his uniform looking at us knowing we're coming over and he talks about it he doesn't blame the ref he you know he says it's on him i'm sure that's what he said tonight on on the brandon graham show and i think that's very admirable because it would have been easy for a number of calls including the goddard one mm-hmm. to really pinpoint a loss on on the refs and we and, we, and, and, and um, you know i think the biggest part about it too is that we knew that we didn't play our best ball you mm-hmm. know which which was another reason why the outcome was that it's one thing if we were playing great ball yeah and these calls were just you know killing us but we you know we we knew that we weren't playing our best ball um definitely definitely you know maybe some of our worst ball this season um so it was you know could but can't leave right, it up to right. the refs it ain't nothing to blame on the refs it's, you know we still got to take a lot of what happened in that game and um and take accountability for it and uh fix things going forward so i'm gonna take your advice right now i'm gonna flush it <laughs> we, we, we we moved past that that that's yesterday's game we don't have to talk about that anymore first loss out of the way you guys don't have to be answering questions anymore about mm-hmm. being undefeated and are you worried about losing the game and do you sit guys late in the season if you haven't lost the game like none of that stuff all that stuff is out of the out of the equation mm-hmm. and now it's to the next game indianapolis mm-hmm. uh this week they've had <laughs> their own strange season going on out there in indianapolis right. a lot of changes jeff saturday is in there now as the head coach uh, Matt Ryan has been reinserted mm-hmm. as a quarterback. So instead of playing second-year quarterback Sam Ellinger, who doesn't have a ton of experience, now you got a former MVP mm-hmm. um, playing quarterback. And Jonathan Taylor is back healthy, and he looked good last week versus the Raiders. So just your thoughts. Have you had a chance to watch any of the Colts? Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a chance to play against uh, Jonathan Taylor, Matt Ryan? Some of your thoughts on just going up against these guys? Uh, I played against Matt Ryan uh, oh, yeah, Carolina, last year. Yeah. Yeah, um, man, like you said, veteran guy, man. Um, played a lot of ball, knows what he's doing out there. Uh, you know, just having him on your team gives you a chance, you know, uh, a, a, a big chance of winning because of the, the amount of ball he, he has played, the things that he's has seen. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, based off of last year, I uh, haven't watched him much this year. Uh, 
I will as I start getting into my prep. But a great running back, um, already, you know, preparing, already mentally, you know, preparing, hey, we're going to have to stop the run. You know, we're going to have to stop the run. And, you know, at that game like last, last week, night. The, the last night that happened, what better way to go prove who we are against the run yeah. than against the running back like Jonathan Taylor? You yeah. know, I think number I think, one in the league, I think, in yards per carry it, too. Exa- exactly. Yeah. So we will have a, a great opportunity and chance uh, to answer the call this week and um, do what we didn't get done last night. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I know the rest of the guys will be because uh, now we get to go out there. They're going to be, we know it's going to be questions about that. We got the chance now, like I said, to go against a great running back, um, a guy who's who's been running the ball really well this year, uh, and, 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 and go answer that call. See, I like when a defense, and, and there's enough personalities on that side of the football with you guys that the questions about stopping the run eventually will, will get irritating mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. this week because you're a defensive guy. We know what it means when – somebody's implying that they can run at will against you. You and I know exactly what that means. And as men on that side of the football, I love the personalities that we have there because I know you guys will be ready to step up to that challenge. Like I said, most definitely. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm glad that we have this opportunity against a guy who's been running the ball extremely Ooh, yeah. well. It's just, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a great job of it last night. We get the chance to go, go out there and show who we are. Uh, against a great back. Um, like I said, I'm excited for it, um, and I know the rest of the guys will be as well. So i got to end the show with this. I know we got to wrap up in a minute. Well, the, uh, let me wrap up the show there, ESP. Yeah, okay, my bad. Real, just, just, just real quick. <laughs> How about those Temple Owls? Mm-hmm. You, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, you were there for the game. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what was the atmosphere like? Just, you know, obviously – there's been a lot of winning in the city recently. Temple with that big win. Man, it was, it was crazy, man. Come on, man. It, I got to go get two hours up here. I got to yeah. give them some nah, props Lea, on Lea the radio. Nah, Center was going crazy. It, it was, the energy was crazy. Um, you know, and, and, and you felt it. it. It got up to that big league early. Yeah. You know, a little shaky coming out of halftime. But the way that they fought, man, just remember, it's that classic Temple tough mentality. There you go. You know, they fought all the way to the end, and they, uh, they were able to get the – Get the get the win over you know a big time team in Villanova. So bright future for them. What they got going on with Aaron Aaron McKee got going on with the team, mm-hmm. man. I'm, I'm loving it, man. Hopefully, you know, keep wishing them guys more success. Yes, sir. Yeah, big fan of Aaron McKee's man. Was a fan when he was a player here in Philadelphia. Loved the fact that he's at his alma mater. Um, that's that, uh, that that school pride, that Temple pride that he has. And so I wish him a lot of success. Um, out there because obviously the great John Chaney man the legacy yes. he left behind mm-hmm. and Aaron being one of his former players it's a good win I was I was happy when I saw that obviously Villanova is a known powerhouse yeah uh, even though Jay is gone they, they're, they're still a known powerhouse already so I thought that was a good win for Temple's uh, Temple squad yes indeed I mean Temple's the real Philly school too you know so oh, here we yeah, go you know like everyone talks I'll about Nova all the time I'll like you know Philly's the real the real Temple school <laughs> but no, no I just wanted to pick your brain on that mm-hmm. but uh, the last question I had for you in, re- in regards to the game was um, does, is it hard to prepare for a team where the new the head coach like has never coached before and now he's only been one game like how much tougher does that make that to prepare uh, for? not really you know he's still uh, you gotta think that he's still the guys that's already been there, he still need people to lean on. Yeah. Um, and it's not like he could come in and just change a whole system. Yeah, you know, the, the, the whole system. They've been working on this system since 
OTAs, you know, so just uproot it and try to get rid of it because he's, you know, he's the new head coach. I I doubt that. I think that he's still going to rely on guys in the offensive system um, to helping Mm -hmm. guys in the defensive system to help him. Uh, So I think we could continue to prepare for him. You know, I'm sure that it's been some things that he's done differently. We'll get to see uh, what it was once we watched film since he's taken over, but for the most part, I think that we can still game plan for them as if, uh, you know. As I if get, they have the same coach. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Hassan. Uh, I'll speak for all Eagles fans. We're happy you guys are playing at 1 o'clock again Sunday. Amen. It, it seems yeah. like it's been forever. Uh, ever. <laughs> yeah, since you guys played at 1 o'clock. So we're going to get you out of here, man. Thank you again. It's always a great pleasure to have you on. Uh, tough loss last night, but uh, I'm anxious to see what you guys – how you guys are going to bounce back. Uh, there's no doubt I believe you guys will bounce back and get the W next week. And hopefully we'll, if we don't have you back next week, you'll be back yeah. in a couple weeks. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. All right, ESP, uh, I guess we'll be back next Monday, brother, to talk after, uh, after that Colts win. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully a big, Col- yeah. uh, big Eagles win against oh, the Colts. Oh, yeah. man, come on, man. I'll get it out of here. <laughs> All right, shout out to the crew down here, Taz, Dave, and uh, Dan. Tucker Bagley back at the uh, studio. You got Joe Giglio coming up next. He'll get you through the rest of the night right here on 94 WIP.